0: Welcome in to the final edition of Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for hanging out with us all football season long. I, I had a lot of people after last week. I had a lot of people tweeting at me, sending me pictures of their championships that they won. I had a, a guy who's been riding with me for quite some time here at 610 send me a uh, screenshot in my DMs and tell me that he was going to buy me a $25 gift card to wherever I wanted for all the advice I had given him all season long on his lineup. Sure. Good Lord. I uh, I did not make him do that. I said, no, I just appreciate you listening. Keep your $25. That's your money. You earned it. All you did, all, all I did was answer questions. You you did all the hard work. I did, as uh, Dusty Likens mentioned. I, I won a couple of my leagues, won some big money leagues, yeah. Had a very good fantasy football season. Dusty Likens did as well. He is helping me keep this thing moving today. Uh, it's going to be a little different. It's week 17. And, you know, if if you're in a standard redraft league and you're still having a championship game in week 17, you should quit that league immediately because you you just shouldn't have a championship game in week 17. It, it's, it, it's one of the toughest weeks out of the entire football season, to gamble in any capacity because we genuinely have no idea what's going to happen with some of these matchups. Uh, it's nice when we have teams that are locked in and they come out and they're honest about it. And they're like, we're just not going to start team. We're just not going to start players. But other teams aren't as honest about that stuff, so it's hard to figure some of those things out. Uh, but what we're going to focus on today is a uh, is, is mostly daily play stuff. Of course, if you do have a uh, redraft season still, still alive and you're still going in week 17... Uh, protein House Eat with a purpose text line 69306. You can send me your lineup questions. I will try to answer those throughout the show. Or you can tweet me at Steven Cerda and you can follow us on Twitter at 610 Sports KC. But what we're going to focus on a lot today as we uh get into our matchups is a lot of guys that one, playoff bids. What's on the line? Who still has to play for something? Who who needs to, you know, win to clinch their postseason birth. Also. Contract incentives there's a lot of players out there who are just under their contract incentives for today And so I think that means we can get some good games out of guys that we're not necessarily expecting to get good games out of Because they've got a lot of money riding on this stuff just as some of us may have some money riding on it So let's get into the matchups and let's get to it The Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills To be quite honest, the only player you should even consider in this one for the uh, Miami Dolphins is Kenyon Drake, uh, who's actually last week got a majority of the running back workload now that Frank Gore was moved to IR. Uh, We were a little scared that Brandon Bolden and Kalen Balaj would get more work than they did. Uh, They they did get some carries. They did get worked in the fold a little bit, but uh, nothing that we should be too worried about. So Kenyon Drake is actually a guy that you could take a real look at today. As he, as I mentioned, Frank Gore did go on IR, so Drake got a bulk of the work last week. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm starting Kenyon Drake with any type of certainty. I don't want any other. I don't want any part of any other Miami Dolphin in this one. But uh, Kenyon Drake should get some work And Buffalo's run defense. Buffalo's defense as a whole has been very good all season long. Uh, their run defense can be exploited a little bit. It's certainly not elite by any regards. They've given up some huge rushing days, uh, but they've been very good over the last month. So I'm not starting Kenyon Drake with any type of uh, with any type of confidence, but if you're uh, if you're in a pinch and you're trying to save a couple of bucks, Kenyon Drake's a guy that you could definitely take a look at. Uh, as far as the Bills go, you know we've talked about it a lot on this show over the last few weeks. We love Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a horrendous passer. He is not a good thrower of the football, but he's essentially a running back playing quarterback right now. Like he, he's putting up running back rushing totals each and every week, and then mixing in some throws here and there. He's a terrible passer, but that doesn't mean, but he still has the ability to throw a touchdown pass occasionally, and he just the the amount of work that he's putting in with his legs means that he is just a starter this week in pretty much any format you can think of. Uh, As far as our running backs go, LaShawn McCoy got benched last week. Like LaShawn McCoy didn't get the start. Some guy named Keith Ford got the start over LaShawn McCoy. And then uh, head coach Sean McDermott said after the game that it was a disciplinary thing because Lashawn McCoy did come back in in the second half, did get a decent amount of carries, so he should be back to the lead back today. But I mean, this is a situation where neither one of these teams are going to make the postseason. Lashawn McCoy's a 30 year old running back who's probably on his last leg. He's going to get an opportunity to play somewhere because he's still been productive, but he certainly hasn't been a number one running back, and we would certainly assume that his best days are behind him. And they and they still owe him some money, so I would imagine that the Bills are going to want to try to see what they have in some of these young guys. Maybe Keith Ford's a guy that gets a lot of run today. So I'm not starting anyone for the Buffalo Bills outside of Josh Allen because I'm just scared to. like, like that. And that includes their wide receivers, Zay Jones, Robert Foster. Just too inconsistent for me to put any type of money on those guys getting any type of action today that I could bank on. <laughs> the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Let's make it quick with the Lions. They're bad on offense. They have a ton of injuries. Matthew Stafford, one of the highest paid players in the NFL, has just been horrible this year. So the only guy you're really considering starting is Kenny Galladay, and he is questionable. There's no guarantee that he's even going to play in this game. That means absolutely nothing for the Packers or the Lions outside of draft status. But if Kenny Galladay does go, he is a guy that you could start because Kenny Galladay is going to get all of the volume in their passing game. He's the only starting wide receiver they still have on the roster from the beginning of the season. And he is their best wide receiver. Like going into next season, Kenny Galladay is a guy that I'm going to have ranked pretty high because I do believe in Kenny Galladay's talent. It's just a matter of whether or not the lions will add more pieces around him in the offseason because I do think Kenny Galladay can be a number one wide receiver. Um, that being said, I hope they fire Matt Patricia because he is a horrible head coach. And I think that that would do do wonderful things for everybody else in that offense. Uh, and, and it's a good matchup. Packers secondary just isn't very good. They're really young. They've got a ton of injuries. They haven't been very good all year. So I do like Kenny Galladay if he does wind up going in this one. On the other side, I actually kind of want to stack Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jamal Williams. Now, we haven't done a ton of DFS play this season on FanBalls Fantasy Football Sunday. We've mixed it in. A little bit here and there. We've mostly been focused on season-long leagues and things like that. But uh I, I do like to dabble in the daily plays, and especially in week 17. If you're if you uh if you're done with your season-long league, you should absolutely be playing daily fantasy, and you should absolutely be absolutely be doing it on fanball.com. Uh, but I kind of want to stack Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jamal Williams. Now, Devontae Adams is Legitimately questionable for this one. He did not practice at all this week, so there is reason to be scared that he might not go in this one. Uh, hoping he can because I love this matchup for all of them. Uh, we got a, We got a chance to see some vintage Aaron Rodgers last week, and he, and he's just owned the Lions over his entire career. The Packers are looking to finish a lost season strong, headed into next year, headed into an offseason where they will be looking for a new head coach for the first time in a long time as they supposedly have started kind of, you know, kind of requesting interviews. They're looking at some uh, older retread guys. Hopefully they go young. I'm hoping they find a young head coach to try to get the best out of Aaron Rodgers as he goes through the back half of his career. But Devontae Adams goes, I love Rodgers, love Adams, love Jamal Williams, who's got two back-to-back strong games, and the Detroit Lions' run defense just has not been very good all season long. (laughs) The New York Jets at the New England Patriots... My guy, my guy, Elijah Maguire, helped me win a fantasy title last week. Uh, and uh, once again, I like him today. While he has not been wildly productive with the work he's getting, he's getting a ton of work. Like last week, what saved his day? Because he didn't have a very good uh, yardage day, particularly. He, did, he didn't do anything to... Uh, he left a lot to be desired on the ground and through the air. But he did find the end zone twice, which is absolutely huge. And he's found the end zone uh, since he's become the starter because... They just don't have anybody else in New York right now. So so he's he's not he's not sharing the backfield with anyone. He's literally getting all of the touches out of that New York Jets backfield. So I like him again today, even in a, in a tough matchup against a New England run defense. that has been pretty good all year, but they have been worse lately, and they've been exploited a little bit more lately. So I do like Elijah McGuire, at least to find the end zone, if nothing else. Robbie Anderson has been absolutely incredible lately. He's averaging over 100 yards per game and a touchdown over his last three, capping off. 140 yards and a touchdown performance last week. My only concern this week would be that the Patriots still need a win to lock up their first-round buy. There's potential that if they somehow get upset today and the Houston Texans win, that they could that, that they could drop a seed and the Texans could get the first-round bye. New England desperately needs that buy. So they are going to be playing to win this game. It's not like they're going to be benching a lot of starters in this game. So I am concerned that Robbie Anderson could see a lot of Stephon Gilmore. New England likes to take away your best pass-catching options, and Robbie Anderson is clearly the best pass-catching option that the New York Jets have right now. As far as the Patriots go, I'm uh, I'm starting some guys with confidence. Tom Brady isn't one of them. He was, uh, he was brutal last week against the Bills. Now, we know the Bills' pass defense has been spectacular all season long, so we kind of expected that, and I actually picked the Bills to upset the Patriots last week. They didn't because they were able to run all over the Bills. As I mentioned, you can run on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but... I just don't have confidence in Tom Brady right now. Like, he just hasn't done anything to make me think that he can come out here and that you can put a stack or something on him and that he can go win you some money in a Week 17 NFL game. It does It does help that they have something to play for and that they have to play their starters. Um, I don't really love Gronk in this one either. I know Gronk's been pretty good against the Jets over his career, and they are not particularly good against the position. Uh, but Gronk's just been bad too. Like, I just don't have faith. And any New England pass catcher right now, it seems like it's just kind of mayhem over there. Uh, And, you know, Julian Edelman had a pretty good game last week. Julian Edelman got fined a ton of money yesterday, too. Got fined like three massive fines. Uh, so, So I'm really not starting any New England pass catcher because I do think this is going to be a heavy, heavy run game where they're not going to risk anything. They're going to try to play defense, and they're just going to try to slow the game down. So Sonny Michel is a lock for at least 20 carries. Love Sony Michelle today, and I love James White. James White's getting the carries, and he's getting all the targets out of the backfield. Rex Burkhead, I think, fumbled again last week, so I don't think Rex Burkhead is going to eat into James White's uh, work as much as he had been uh, over the last several weeks, so I like James White a lot today as well. But other than that, I am not super confident in any New England Patriots pass catcher. (laughs) The Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, again, it sounds weird, but it's week 17 and I don't really want to play a single player in this game today. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has been incredible as my guy, Dusty Likens will let you know. Uh, but the Panthers have nothing to play for. Uh, they're on their third string quarterback. I believe it's Kyle Allen. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey's just played more snaps this season than any other player. He's already broken records and hit his milestones, there's no reason for him to play this entire game, and I don't think Ron Rivera will make him play this entire game. You know, they have they haven't said that they're flat out benching anybody. They're still this is what coaches do. It's so infuriating. They still say, "Oh, we're we're, we're preparing for this like it is a like it is a uh, middle of the year game, like it is just a regular season game. We are preparing for it the same way we prepare for each and every game throughout the year." Well, Ron. Christian McCaffrey has no business playing this entire game, so I don't think you can start Christian McCaffrey today because I just don't see him playing more than the first half in this game, and that's if he does that. On the other side, the Saints, it was at least cool of them. They were, they were being kind of uh, coy about it earlier in the week. They're trying to be cute about it, saying, oh, no, we're going to play our starters. Uh, we don't know if they'll play the whole game, but they're going to get some work. Then at the end of the week, they did say, "Okay." Sean Payton said, "Okay, Drew Brees isn't going to play. We're going to give him the week off. Teddy Bridgewater is going to get the start. And I actually like Teddy a lot. I've got Teddy in a couple of lineups, Uh, even though he's probably not going to get much time with their elite weapons. Like I don't see Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. I don't see Michael Thomas. I don't see any of those guys playing a ton in this game. They have not ruled them out. Which would seem to say that they are going to get a little bit of action in this one, but I can't see those guys playing past the first quarter because the Saints are absolutely locked in. They've already clinched the number one seed in the NFC playoffs. They've got a first round bye. You might as well give your star players the week off and try to get them healthy because you've got you've got you essentially have two weeks up for them to rest. And Teddy's got a lot to play for. I like Teddy. I think Teddy is a very talented quarterback. We all know the story about Teddy, his gruesome injury in Minnesota. I'm very, very excited. I want to see Teddy Bridgewater come out and dominate today, and I think he's got a good chance because the Panthers secondary has been absolutely brutal all year. You can absolutely pass on them. And I think Sean Payton is actually going to treat this like a normal game where he's going to try to utilize Teddy the same way he would utilize his starting quarterback, Drew Brees. I think he's really going to give Teddy Bridgewater a chance to try to showcase some of his ability, whether that means long-term things in New Orleans or for Teddy to try to get a starting gig somewhere else. I don't think you can start Ingram, Kamara, or Thomas because of this, but I do kind of like... A dart throw on a guy like Treyquan Smith. I think you can take a chance on a guy like Treyquan Smith because I think Teddy's going to have the ability to put up some numbers. So I like Teddy, I like Traquan Smith, and I don't really like anybody else. But let's hit a quick timeout. When we get back, uh, we will not be joined by our guy Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Unfortunately, we thank Brian for uh, being with us all and long as he was a spectacular help to many of you throughout the fantasy football season. But me and my guy Dusty Likens will go through some daily fantasy plays for you.
1: Fanballs Fantasy Football Sunday, six ten Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back into Fanballs Fantasy Football Sunday. So, this is normally where we speak to our guy, Brian Johnson of fanball.com. Uh, last week was our final week with Brian Johnson. He was helping us all try to uh, propel ourselves into fantasy glory. And this week, instead of speaking with Brian Johnson, you can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ, by the way. Me and my guy, Dusty Likens, are going to uh, give you our, our top daily play lineups of the week because we want to try to help you win some money. Like, you know, if, if you lost in your fantasy championship last week, if you're bitter about that, well, the best way to try to get back on that horse is to get on fanball.com and try to win yourself some money. And we're going to give you what 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 we believe to be our best lineups. Dusty, do you have your lineup handy? I do. I went with the, uh, I, I kind of went with like the cheap play that I
1: think could like make a lot of people money. I know in daily, it's not always about like you can either do that. You can be the guy that goes and spends a lot of money on two guys that you think will send it home. Or you can try to disperse it out evenly and try to make a big bang for your buck. So if you want me to go ahead, I can give you my my guys. <laughs> well, let's do uh, who is your uh, who is your quarterback? Man, hey. I, I, I love big Nick Foles. Yeah, I'm a big fan. He's going up against Washington, a team that literally just I think wants to get off of a football field in one piece today.
0: I do like Nick Foles as well. We have not gotten to that matchup yet, but Nick Foles has been absolutely fantastic, and the Eagles absolutely have to win to keep their postseason chances alive. So I do like Nick Foles. They will play all of their starters today because they've got a lot going on. I love my guy Teddy Bridgewater. He's only he's only $5,500 on FanBall.com. And As I mentioned, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a very good player. I've liked Teddy Bridgewater since college. And I want to see Teddy succeed. And I think Sean Payton's going to put him in a situation to succeed today. So I really, really love Teddy Bridgewater. I think he is going to do some damage in a very good matchup for the quarterback position. Who uh, do you like as your running backs?
1: So a couple guys here that I like is uh, Joe Mixon. He's obviously the Cincinnati running back going up against a defense that allows a ton of yards and catches to running backs in Pittsburgh like that's a great matchup for uh for Joe Mixon especially for a team in Cincinnati that has I believe nobody else to give the ball to or throw the ball to other than Joe Mixon. No Tyler Boyd, no AJ Green. Uh Drixler's still the quarterback, so I feel like you got to go where the where the cream is at the top and I believe Joe Mixon gets a lot of play. The other one is Royce Freeman playing at home against the Chargers today and Phillip Lindsay obviously out with the wrist injury for quite some time. He'll be back, obviously, next year. But Royce Freeman, who kind of got pushed to the side, kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder, very cheap in a lot of leagues. And, again, a player in fantasy that I always like to pick on in daily fantasies. Our guys either have something to prove or something that where they're just going to get a lot of volume, obviously, to sound cliche. And I think Royce Freeman for Denver gets a lot of play today.
0: I do like my guy Royce Freeman today as well. He is actually, this season, one of the best yards after contact running backs in the NFL. Uh, he's just He's just not quite as explosive as Phil was, and that was something that he kind of had issues with going back to college. I liked him a lot out of Oregon. But he's just not an explosive player, but I do like his ability today. Uh, San Diego has not been very good against the run lately, so I do like Royce Freeman a lot there. Um, I'm rolling with another guy who was hot a few weeks ago. has quieted down quite a bit, but the value is there. I really like Josh Adams today for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a uh, he's, uh, he's only $4,600 on Fanball.com. And Josh Adams, he he's still getting a ton of the rushing work. Like, he's not a factor in the passing game. That is Darren Sproles' ballpark, not Josh Adams. He's not a very good receiving back. But he's going to get all the carries, and you can run all over that decimated Washington defensive line. I think Josh Adams is going to get a ton of work today. And I really like my guy Sony Michel. Sonny Michelle, a little bit more expensive at $6,900. Yeah. But Sonny Michel is a guaranteed lock for 20 carries. And at this point in Week 17, basically all we are looking for is the guaranteed stuff because there's so much uncertainty about which guys are going to play. Like now it sounds like the the Dallas Cowboys have all but officially ruled out Ezekiel Elliott, even though, as I will mention here in a few minutes, Jerry Jones, who is a liar, said all week long that their starters were going to play no matter what, even though the Cowboys are locked into the four seed and there was absolutely no way they could play. Sonny Michelle Patriots still playing for something. They could still drop a seat if they wind up losing this game. Sonny Michelle has been a lock for 18 to 20 carries. I love Sonny Michelle today against the New York Jets run defense that you can run all over. Who do you like as your wide receivers?
1: Uh, Cut and dry here. I went with Nick Foles earlier with the Philadelphia Eagles. I know you said you didn't get into the matchup. I love his connection with Alshon Jeffrey. I think Alshon Jeffrey, I would assume for most people, has underperformed this year from what a lot of people thought he would do in fantasy football this year. But for some reason, when Nick Foles gets on the field, they just have a connection. I feel like you're good for at least one to two deep balls that could end in a payday. And then I also like the guy playing with uh, the world on his shoulders in Juju Smith-Schuster. It's been all over everything this whole week. Schefter, Rappaport, any fantasy advice you follow um, that Antonio Brown is now ruled up to a game-time decision. He's got a knee injury. He's going to see what happens. He played on the turf. It didn't really do too much. Kind of messed him up in New Orleans. Now there's a, the possibility that he may not play, which means that Juju Smith-Schuster and a team and a system where the quarterback is set to throw for 5,000 yards, who led that team in receiving yards this year, has a chance to just really ball out. He had a tough loss last week where he fumbled the ball. He wants to prove things to everybody. And to be honest with you, Pittsburgh still got something to play for. So I feel like Juju Smith-Schuster, probably a little bit expensive. This is where I would probably spend a lot of my money on just because of the matchup. And quite possibly, could go off for a very, very big game. And he's had a couple of those big games this year. But today just makes it look like the way it's set up. Juju to prove it. Antonio Brown possibly out. A game they have to win. Ben Roethlisberger just looks like a perfect day for Juju.
0: Yes, I do. I've got Juju as well. Uh, I absolutely love him. I've loved him all year. He, I had him in multiple leagues. He was. Uh, he was one of the most consistent wide receivers all year long, even though Antonio Brown's got 15 touchdowns. Like Juju was just seemed like he was a lock for 100 yards each and every week. And I think he's going to have a monster game today. As he mentioned, he did. Uh, he, he he took the blame for that loss last week when he had the fumble late in the game against New Orleans. I think he's going to bounce back today. Uh, they are saying now that Antonio Brown is going to test himself pregame. It seemed like he was all but ruled out in this one. They're saying he's going to test himself out pregame because he thinks there's a chance he can play today. Even if he does go, Juju's still a lock in my lineup because I think it's still a fantastic matchup. And Pittsburgh absolutely has to win to have a chance to make the postseason now. Uh, I also really like Mike Evans going against Atlanta. Um, I, I loved I love that matchup today. I think that's actually going to be a fun game. It's two teams that have absolutely nothing to play for, but they're still expected to play their starters. They still got a lot of guys that can hit contract incentives, things like that. Mike Evans has been really good with Jameis Winston since Jameis Winston returned as the starting quarterback. So I like Mike Evans a lot today. He's a little bit pricier as well. Um, and then as far as my tight end goes. I think you just have to play the safe money with this one. Like I am going Travis Kelsey today. I am spending top dollar because Travis Kelsey, as uh, you know, as me and you talked about before the show, Travis Kelsey needs fifty four yards to break the all time tight end yardage record. I think he's going to easily get that today. Chiefs obviously deploying all their starters because they've got something to play for. So I think you got to play. I think you got to go with the safe money at tight end. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, obviously, if you want to throw numbers into a uh, regurgitated stat line for Travis Kelsey, last time he played the Oakland Raiders, 12 for 168, two touchdowns. Could have easily had 14 for 175 and four touchdowns, and that's not a lie. That's just straight up. He could have had two other touchdowns, could have had a few extra yardages um, as well. And um, again, you just said it, per Adam Schefter, Antonio Brown feels better this morning, giving the Steelers hope that he will play today. Uh, they didn't sound as confident Saturday. So a little breaking news there for those of you that are really riding the Juju bus. I still look at it this way, folks. It's pretty simple. If he's really gingerly this morning, it's going to be that way all game. Still look at Juju. But I'm like you. Kittle, Travis Kelsey, both guys are going for big days today with numbers. And uh, if you're going to spend your money where it's uh, kind of fluctuates about the league, you know two things are for sure. Kelsey's going to play. Kittle's going to play. They're both going to be big targets on their teams.
0: And those are our daily plays on fanball.com. Protein, House with the purpose? Text line 69306. You can text us in your lineup questions if you have any or if you just want advice on your uh, fanball.com lineup. Uh, my guy Jay Binkley taking over at 10 o'clock, and he is taking you up till noon. And then at 125 today, the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Our guys Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett will take over, and they will take you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs and the Raiders at Arrowhead Stadium where I will uh where I will be in attendance. Very excited. But uh, be a quick timeout. When we get back, we will uh, get back into some more matchups.
1: Fanball's fantasy football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Mm-hmm.
0: Protein, how's e with the purpose text line six nine three zero six. Somebody asked why we didn't put Damian Williams in. I actually have Damian Williams in my flex. Uh, he is very reasonably priced for a guy who has been it, as productive as he is. in Oakland is a bottom five team against the run. I actually I like Damian Williams a lot. I had him in my flex, but we were kind of going over and needed to get to break, so I uh, I bailed. Before I got to Damian Williams, I'm sure Dusty Likens is about putting Damian Williams in your lineup today as well. He is a very, very good play. So head on over to FanBall.com and get your lineup set. The final Therese Paler show is this Wednesday at Tiffin Jays and Lee Summit. Wednesday night at 6, final time this year. Ron, the show, Hughley, Josh Vernier will join Therese Paler for the best Football hour of radio in Kansas City. Again, that starts at six at Tiffin J's in Lee Summit. If you haven't had a chance to attend one of those this year, they are I mean, there's we I think we do a lot of cool stuff here at 610 Sports Radio, but uh I'm about as big a football nerd as you will ever meet, and that is about as nerdy as it gets for me. I think that is absolutely one of the best hours in Kansas city sports radio right now. So make sure you head on out to Lee summit and hang out with those guys for the final Therese Paler show of the season, but we still got a bunch of matchups to get to. So let's get back to it. The Dallas Cowboys at the New York giants. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, it is being reported that the Cowboys expect to sit Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Jerry Jones claimed all week that they were going to play their starters, that this was going to be a a normal regular season football game for them, despite the fact that they are locked into the four seed in the NFC postseason. It sounded like the only thing they were really concerned about was, like, if Todd Gurley happened to go, he's the only person that could potentially catch Ezekiel Elliott uh, for the rushing title. But Todd Gurley would have had to have, like, 200 yards to catch Ezekiel Elliott. So there never should have been any circumstance where Ezekiel Elliott was going to play in this game. He's going to be your 2018 rushing leader in the NFL. Uh, but Dak should still go. Amari Cooper should still go. I do think there is something to uh, trying to keep their the Cowboys' back half of the season momentum going into the playoffs. So I do think they're going to deploy those guys, although I still don't believe that fraud, Jerry Jones. Uh, but Zeke is a no-go in today's game. Uh, so, But that being said, I'm probably staying away from this game in general in most of my lineups. Uh, you know, Mari Cooper and Dak are still kind of fairly pricey for, for what I'm looking for in my lineups. Uh, the uh, Giants say they will play their starters. Uh, they've already ruled out Odell Beckham, though, however, putting an end to a forgetful season for him. That's back-to-back forgetful seasons for a guy who was on pace to absolutely shatter records a couple of years ago. I know last season ended because of a season-ending injury, and then this year... He was just okay when he did play. He was on a bad football team. But uh there there's reason to be legitimately concerned about Odell. Like a guy, a guy who looked like a couple of years ago he was going to be uh on the Antonio Brown track where he was ascending to be, you know, that that number one, number two wide receiver off the board every year is slowly slipping down fantasy lineups. He's going to be he's like he's still gonna be a top ten wide receiver for me next year just because he's so wildly talented. But a couple of years ago, I would have told you he was a lock for one or two, and, and I, I'm nowhere near that. I know Dell Beckham Jr. anymore. Uh, but you're obviously still playing Saquon. Saquon can still uh, – still looking to shatter some rookie records of his own today, so I think he's still going to get a lot of play, so he's definitely a guy you can take a look at. Uh, also, I think if you want to take a shot in the dark, I think Sterling Shepard in a pitch – uh, he he's a guy you could definitely put in your lineup today. He so he's he's a slot wide receiver, but they've been playing him outside more without without Odell. Uh, and he hasn't been wildly productive, but he's getting a ton of volume, and he was getting a lot more volume on the outside than he was from the slot for some for some reason. Eli Manning just doesn't throw to the slot wide receivers that much, so he's been a little bit more productive on the outside. So if you want an absolute dart throw, I think you can take a serious look at Sterling Shepard today. Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as I mentioned I actually love this game for the gambling purposes I actually think this is going to be a fun game like this has potential to be a shootout has absolutely no playoff implications but both of these teams who uh, had very disappointing seasons both, both of them can put up points Tampa Bay slowed down a little bit but Atlanta can put up points even though they've had a very disappointing season as well. I really like Tevin Coleman a lot in this one. He was banged up all week at practice but did not carry an injury designation into Friday. So he should be good to go. And Tevin Coleman is, an, is a uh, pending free agent. It doesn't sound like Atlanta's interested in bringing him back. He had a very up and down year this year. He's still a talented player. He's the type of guy like I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco takes a look at a guy like Tevin Coleman. And if San Francisco takes a look at a guy like Tevin Coleman... I would draft Tevin Coleman in, like, the third or fourth round of my fantasy draft next year because, as I've told you before, and we'll get to the Niners here in a little bit, any running back in Kyle Shanahan's offense is productive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. Any running back in that offense is productive. You know, they're they're big... Their big free agency ad this offseason, the Niners, was Jarek McKinnon, who then unfortunately tore his ACL in the preseason. But Jarek McKinnon was primed and ready to be an absolute stud. Matt Breed has been fantastic when he's been on the field this year. Jeff Wilson, it doesn't matter. Whatever running back you put into a Kyle Shanahan offense is going to be productive. Uh, But I do think Tevin Coleman's going to try to play this one out, and he's going to try to be productive today because he just needs some good game tape headed into free agency. Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. I actually do kind of, I actually kind of, I'm not against a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Tevin Coleman stack. Uh, Julio Jones appears ready uh, to lead the league yet again in receiving yards. He is expected to play today. Matt Ryan's expected to go. So I do like this matchup a lot. I think it should be a fun one in a game that means absolutely nothing. I also like Jameis Winston today going against a horrible Atlanta defense. At the very least, this should be a uh, good game for Mike Evans. He's got at least 86 yards and three straight since Jameis Winston came back as the full-time starter. And I like Adam Humphreys. He's been a top 15 wide receiver since Jameis Winston retook the starting job. So I like both those guys' as potential plays today. And I also kind of like Peyton Barber. He's cheap. He gets all of the work. I, I mean, basically... He's going to be a huge flop unless he finds a way to get in the end zone, which I think he can do today. He's going to get a ton of carries. So I actually like Peyton Barber as a very, very cheap dart throw on fanball.com. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Now, this game does have a few implications. You know, Houston, if they win and New England loses, Houston can then catapult New England and take over the second seed and get a first-round buy out of this, so that that would be huge for the Houston Texans. But if they somehow lose this game, then they could actually, depending on what happens with the Colts and the Titans on Sunday night football, they could fall to a wild-card spot and, and, not, and not get a home playoff game. So there is huge implications for the Houston Texans of this one. Luckily, it appears the Jacksonville Jaguars have completely mailed in the rest of the season. This is a completely lost season. I can't think of a more disappointing year that I've seen in a really long time than this Jacksonville Jaguars team that had such high hopes after making an AFC championship game last year. Uh, Leonard Fournette is doubtful. He is hurt yet again. Doesn't sound like he's going. So if Leonard Fournette doesn't go and it sounds like he's probably not going to, I'm not starting a single Jacksonville Jaguar nor, nor should you even consider it, that you're, and you're not going to talk me into it. Uh, but Houston, you're obviously starting Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, even though it's a tough matchup on paper. Jacksonville has absolutely mailed it in, and they're still playing for a lot. They can still get that first-round buyer. or they could fall out of a home playoff game. So they've still got a lot to play for. I was kind of hoping Lamar Miller wouldn't go in this one. Uh, he didn't play last week. He was questionable all week, but he did make it back to practice the last couple of days of the week. I was hoping we would get a longer look at Deontay Foreman. Headed into, uh, as the regular season wrapped up, I like Deontay Foreman moving forward. I think Deontay Foreman is a guy that that I would pick next season over Lamar Miller because Deontay Foreman, in his limited time last year, looked like he was a much more explosive player, looked like he was a much better all-around running back. Uh, It's just unfortunate that it took him an entire season to come back from that Achilles injury that he suffered last year. So I was hoping we would get a longer look at him. We won't. Lamar Miller will play today. He will be the starter. Uh, So I kind of like Lamar Miller as well as the Jags have been getting absolutely decimated by running backs lately because they are just not even trying anymore. (laughs) The Los Angeles Chargers at the Denver Broncos. Well... The NFL knows how to make things better for television. Uh, They didn't do the Chargers any favors, however, by moving the Chiefs game to 325 today. If the Chiefs had played their original time at noon against the Raiders, the uh, Chargers would actually know by the time their game kicked off in all likelihood, or at least, you know, after the first quarter of that game, whether or not they still had a chance at home field advantage. Uh, but since they moved that game, the Chargers absolutely have to play all of their starters today, and they can they can't bench anybody. They can't they can't try to rest anybody, which they could definitely use because they've got a lot of guys that are really banged up, including Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon, who have been banged up for the last couple of weeks. Melvin Gordon did play last week, and he was productive, so I think you can start Melvin Gordon. Of course, today you can start Keenan Allen today, and I think you can start Phil today. Although. Denver's pass defense has been much better over the last month, and being in Denver, I, I think that Phil could struggle a little bit in this one. But uh, I still like Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon a lot. On the other side, uh, as we mentioned, no Phil Lindsay suffered a uh, wrist injury last week against the Raiders that ended his rookie campaign. A uh, pretty rough injury, as he was a uh, Pro Bowl nod for the uh, he was the first ever offensive undrafted rookie to make a Pro Bowl. Very good story, but he will not be able to play as he went to IR and will have to have wrist surgery to uh, repair some nerve damage that he suffered in that game against the Raiders. But that does mean Royce Freeman will be the starter today, and I think you can deploy Royce Freeman. I know my guy Dusty Likens has got Royce Freeman in a lineup. Royce Freeman's going to get all the volume today because they really have nobody else, and the Chargers have been pretty bad against the run over the last month. They've been like bottom 10 against opposing running backs. Uh, Royce Freeman's not going to do a whole hell of a lot in the passing game. But uh, he's going to get all of the volume out of the backfield. He's going to get all of the carries. So I like Royce Freeman a lot in this one today. Uh, we still got a bunch of matchups we need to power through, but we need a quick timeout. So when we get back, we'll finish those off, and we'll get you some sleepers, streamers, and busts. Fanball's
1: Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back in to the final edition of Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. We've only got a few more minutes here. My guy, Jay Binkley, taking over at 10 and taking you till noon. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate, presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac, starts today day at 125. Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett will take you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs and the Raiders at Arrowhead Stadium. But as I have done all season long... Uh, I have, uh, rambled way too much and we still have a ton of games to get to and we want to finish these off, uh, before my guy, Jay Binkley hits the air. So let's get right back to it. The Oakland Raiders at the Kansas city chiefs, uh, this is where we look at some guys who are trying to hit some bonuses. I've got Seth Roberts. And a couple of, uh, couple of my daily lineups today. I know Seth Roberts is not a guy most of you have probably ever heard of. He's certainly not a guy that anyone is playing with any kind of consistency because you shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. But I like to play guys in week 17 who need to make that money. And I'm willing to bet that Seth Roberts could use an extra $145,000. And he's got that incentive if he hits 45 catches. He's got 40 right now. So he needs at least five catches in this one to hit that $145,000 bonus. And I think he can absolutely get it today against a Chiefs secondary that has been beat by opposing wide receivers all season long. I also like Jalen Rashard a lot. Chiefs are bottom three in the NFL against opposing pass-catching backs. And he's getting something like 85% of their running back receptions. Doug Martin is not involved in the running back passing game at all. So I like Jalen Rashard. And, uh... Jordy Nelson's actually been pretty good lately. So Jordy Nelson's another guy you can definitely give a look to today against the Kansas City Chiefs. As far as the Chiefs go, start Pat, start Tyreek, start Damian Williams, who is the best value play of any Chief on Fanball.com, and especially start Travis Kelsey. He's looking to break the tight end yards record today. He only needs 54 more yards to do it. Love Travis Kelsey today. He is someone that I'm absolutely willing to spend the money on. The uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams, Rams still need this one to clinch a first-round bye, so deploy your Rams, uh, but they've already ruled out Todd Gurley. That means C.J. Anderson is a top-ten play for me. He's going to be expensive because he had a monster game last week, but uh, you can't find anybody who's going to get much more guaranteed volume as he dominated, dominated last week against the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and I think he's got potential to do something similar to that against the Rams today. And start Brandon Cook, start Robert Woods. They've been absolutely consistent all season long. I'm not starting any 49er outside of Jeff Wilson who gets gets the nod over the injured Matt Breida. Wilson was very productive a few weeks ago when he played in place of Breida and like I've said, a running back in in Kyle Shanahan's offense always has value. If he's getting a starter's workload, they will find a way to get him to put up some points. The uh, Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) It's a tough one for the Bears. Uh, And it's do or die for the Vikings. If the Vikings lose this game to the Chicago Bears, they're eliminated from postseason contention. They absolutely have to win this one to make the playoffs. Um, I don't really love any Chicago Bears offensive player today. I I, kind of like Tyreek Cohen just for the fact that if you could do anything against the Vikings defense, which has been absolutely spectacular all year outside of that game against the Los Angeles Rams, if you could do one thing to beat them, Pass-catching running backs. Pass-catching running backs have had success against them all year, but as far as their run defense goes, as far as their pass defense goes against opposing wide receivers, it has been absolutely spectacular all season long. So I'm not a huge Jordan Howard fan today. I don't really like any Bears wide receivers. Allen Robinson's likely not going to play in this one. He is doubtful today. He did not practice all week, so it sounds like he's not going to be a go. They're going to try to rest him up and get him into and get him into the postseason, hopefully healthy and hopefully ready to go. Although if the Bears do find a way to win this one, there is still potential. If the Rams lose and the Bears win, they could still potentially get a first round bye. So they are still playing for something as well. Uh, but the Vikings need it. They'll be eliminated from the postseason if they do not win this game. I still don't like Kirk Cousins going against an elite Bears defense, but I'm starting Diggs, I'm starting Thielen, I'm starting uh I'm I'm starting Dalvin Cook. Because I think those three guys are the key to Minnesota making it into the postseason. And, you know, and I still want to see the Vikings in the postseason because Vikings are a good football team. they got a ton of talent. I like watching the most talented teams in the NFL play in the postseason. I don't want to see the Tennessee Titans in the postseason. I want to see the Indianapolis Colts because they're much better than the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, start Joe Mixon. Don't play any other Bengal. There's not that much else to it. Um, I, I know Dusty Likens likes Joe Mixon a lot today. I'm personally not a huge fan. The Steelers have actually been very good against opposing running backs recently. And, and Joe Mixon, like, I had Joe Mixon in a championship lineup last week. He still wound up with, like, 70 yards because he's getting all the volume. The problem was, and it was going against a uh, Browns run defense that hasn't been good all year long. The problem was... They have absolutely no other weapons in Cincinnati. So Joe Mixon was literally seeing nine-man boxes all day. So the fact that he had like 25 carries and was able to get 70 yards was incredible seeing those type of boxes. But that just that just shows you how bad the Browns' run defense has been this season. So I don't like uh, Joe Mixon because I think, I think he's going to see a lot of the same today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're just going to have nine... Nine-man boxes all day. Try to slow down Joe Mixon as much as possible. Uh, Antonio Brown, as we mentioned earlier, is a game-time decision. It sounded like he was going to sit this one out, but uh, the report this morning from Adam Schefter is that he is feeling better. He's going to try to test it pregame because he really wants to get out there and play and try to... uh, Try to get the Steelers into the postseason because the Steelers have to win this game to have a chance. And they they could still win this game and still miss the postseason. Like, there's like there's still the Steelers played themselves in this situation. There's still a lot of scenarios that they need to go their way for them to make the playoffs right now. Uh, but if Antonio Brown does go, of course you play him. He's got 15 touchdowns on the season. Best wide receiver in the game, of course. Uh, and if he doesn't go... Juju's obviously in your lineup, whether he's in or not. Juju's been absolutely fantastic all year. He's been a top 10 wide receiver all season long. Uh, but if AB does not go for some reason, Juju is a top five play for me. I think he has to be in every lineup. He might be a little chalky in your daily fantasy leagues, but you just can't find many guys that are going to get that guaranteed type of volume and that are going to do it week to week. I really like Vance McDonald today. Uh, good matchup. Bengals haven't been great against tight ends all year, as we saw last week. Dave, My guy David Njoku. Finally had that monster game we'd all been waiting for, and I think Vance McDonald can do that today as well. And it sounds like James Conner might actually play today. He's a uh, game-time decision, but reports this morning are that the Steelers are optimistic that he will be able to go. So if he does go, James Conner can definitely be in your lineups. Bengals have been bad against opposing running backs all season long. But if he doesn't go, Jalen Samuels is definitely in play. So, take a look at both those guys. Check your lineups ahead of time. But I like both of them. I, well, I like James Conner if he goes. If he doesn't, I still like Jalen Samuels. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. I love David Johnson today. Seahawks have been bad against the running backs all year long. Uh, but other than, other than David Johnson, I don't want any part of the Cardinals offensive players. Uh, Seattle is locked into the fifth seed in the NFC playoffs. They are expected to play their guys. Uh, I would play Chris Carson. I think Rashad Penny might be available today. Um, Doug Baldwin's really banged up. He didn't practice much this week. If he does go, I don't really trust that he's going to be able to play this entire game because they are locked in that fifth seed. So it would be smart of them to try to rest some of these guys, especially Doug Baldwin, who has been hurt all season long, even coming off a monster game against the Kansas city chiefs. I think Doug Baldwin has to be out of your lineup today, but if he is, that means that Tyler Lockett should absolutely be in your lineup today. Um, Other than that, I mean, Russ of course can be in your lineup, but uh, Arizona Cardinals have been good against opposing quarterbacks and wide receivers all season long. Secondary hasn't been quite as good recently as it was uh, throughout the, the entire season, but they can, they can still get beat, but uh, I wouldn't expect a monster game from anyone, especially in a divisional matchup. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington R's. Eagles need some help to get into the postseason, but that means they'll have to do whatever they can to, to win today. So I do like Nick Foles. I like Alshon Jeffrey, and I like Josh Adams today with a little sprawl sprinkled in. Uh, they need this one bad. They need help, so deploy your Eagles because they need a ton of help from different matchups, but all they can focus on is whether or not They finish this season with a W to try to help their chances of getting into the postseason. I'm not starting a single Washington player, so I don't need to waste any time on that. (laughs) The Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. This looks like a tough one, but I think the Browns really want to spoil things for the Ravens. And, and, And honestly, I hope they do because the Ravens, while their defense is absolutely fantastic, they are not an exciting postseason team that I am dying to see. So I actually really like Baker Mayfield today, even in a very tough matchup. Uh, I don't really want to risk a Browns wide receiver. They've just been too streaky for me to trust them. So I don't really like uh, Rashard Higgins. I don't really like Brashad Perryman. I don't really like Jarvis Landry. I don't really like Antonio Callaway. They're all streaky. None of them get enough volume, although Landry's been getting more volume recently. Still hasn't been wildly productive with it, although he did throw a touchdown pass last week, which was awesome. Uh, I do like David Njoku a lot, though. The Ravens, if you can exploit anything in their secondary, it's against opposing tight ends. They've had a lot of success against the Ravens this season, so I think David Njoku is going to get a lot of work today coming off of one of his best games of the season last year. I like David Njoku a lot, and I really like Nick Chubb. It's against a very good tough tough run defense, but Nick Chubb's going to get all of the volume. They're going to get him some work, and Baker Mayfield has been much better when they can establish a running game. So I like Nick Chubb a lot today on the other side. I like Gus Edwards, of course. He's going to get all of the run, all of the carries. Kenneth Dixon is in play against a uh, Browns team that isn't particularly good against pass catching running backs. I like Lamar Miller. And as I mentioned, the incentives, guys Michael Crabtree and John Brown can both unlock massive incentives in their contracts if they have good games today. So I actually like both of those guys. Even though we know Lamar Jackson doesn't throw that much, those guys are going to be trying to make plays today because they are trying to make that money. And I'm 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 much more willing to bet on guys who are trying to make the money than I am guys who have already wrapped things up for the season. So I like all of those guys in play for the Ravens today. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans... A, uh, another win in in game, and uh, I'm going to be absolutely furious if it's the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota likely won't play in this game, so that means Blaine Gabbert. Uh, you can probably start Derrick Henry, although the Colts have been really good against the run all season long. Uh, it's a tough matchup on paper, but Derrick Henry's just been too good to start. And for some reason, Derrick Derrick Henry's just spectacular in December. Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, but but it, it's a, it's a real thing with genuine stats to back it up. Um, As far as the Colts go, I love my Colts. I love T.Y. I love Marlon Mack. I love Eric Ebron, who is questionable, but he says he's planning on playing. So I am absolutely loading up on Colts today, assuming they can all go. And God do I hope they pull it off, because whichever one of those teams wins that game is going to get into the postseason in all likelihood. So, man, man, please, Andrew, please, Andrew, don't play games with me today. Don't do what you did last week with the New York Giants where you had me freaking out all day, thinking that the Giants were going to upset you and knock you out of postseason contention and catapult the Tennessee Titans into the playoffs because no one wants to see that garbage team led by Marcus Mariota in the postseason again. Oh, my goodness. Sleepers, Seth Roberts. Streamers, Jeff Wilson. Bus, Joe Mixon. I talk too much. I don't really have time to go uh, go go much more in depth than that. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening all season long. It's been a great season. Uh, I want some money. Dusty won some money. Hopefully, I helped you win some money. I think we all had good years this year. So thank you guys so much for listening to Fanballs Fantasy Football Sunday. My guy Jay Binkley coming up next.
1: Patrick Mahomes Conversations for Breakfast. 610 Sports Radio. KZSB Kansas City. KRBZ H D2 Kansas City. A radio.com station.